This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mercy Talk. I am Dr. Brooke Keels, the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy here at Mercy Multiplied. Hey guys, I'm Rachel Thomas, the Podcast Coordinator and Content Specialist. And I'm Melanie Wise. I'm the Senior Director of Outreach here at Mercy. And if you are joining us this week, we are jumping into the second part of a two-part series that we are calling Steps to Intimacy with God. So just a heads up, this is part two. If you have not heard part one, I could not encourage you more to go back. Um, These really are important to kind of all get in sequential order. So if you've not heard last week's podcast, please go back, take the time to listen to that. It'll give you really good foundation for where we're headed today. Um, But just to kind of give a quick recap, um, you know, one of the first things we talked about last week was understanding the, the actual definition of intimacy that we're going for here because culture has made us all think that intimacy is only related to sex and that is not what we're talking about in this series. Um, we are talking about what actually is the first definition that comes up when you Google search mm. intimacy yeah. and that is close familiarity or friendship. So closeness with God, that's what we're talking about here. Closeness with God, a close friendship with God, intimacy with God. That's where we're headed. Um, And, you know, we are assuming that if you're listening, that you would love to have that. You'd love to experience that closeness with God, or you just love to have more of it. Wherever you are on the journey, I guarantee you there's more. And so um, that's kind of why we decided to do this series that most people would say like, I would like to have more of that. I would like to experience more of that. And we want to actually give you some practical um, things to take with you, not to just say, hey, having a relationship with God is such a mystery. Hope you can find it. it. Hope you can figure it out. (laughs) No, like there is some level of process when it comes to intimacy with another human being, whether that's like a romantic relationship or a friendship that really do translate over well when we're talking about a relationship with God. So we're just kind of breaking that down a little bit. Yeah, that's so good. And we did this last week, but uh, we kind of kicked off the episode with just breaking down the steps we're going to go through. So you know where we're headed. And it's not, again, mystery is not bad, but there is definitely process to this. So we did attraction and getting to know God last week. And this week, we're going to talk about trust, falling in love, and intimacy. And so as we as we head in that direction, we want you to think about these things. How can we be intimate with someone if we haven't fallen in love with them? Sounds obvious, but it's exactly where we need, it's what we need to start with, what we need to ask ourselves. And then the second is, how can we love someone that we don't trust? And then how can we trust someone that we don't actually know? That one, woo, I needed to hear that. So good. And then the last question we want you to, want to encourage you to think about as we, again, Uh, head on this journey today is how do we get to know someone who we aren't first somehow attracted or drawn to, right? And so if you just try to jump head first into intimacy with God, but you don't know him and you don't trust him, it's not going to stick. You know, again, those storms come that if all of your foundation is, you know, I, I was attracted to the Lord because 
you know, he's freedom and, and my hope. And then some of those, I, I use the term shiny or loosely, but you know, some of those things seem to not be there when you're going through a hard time, Lord, where are you? Where are you? If you've not gotten to know his character and to trust him, that is going to be a recipe for disappointment and, yeah. and anger at God. And so all this to say, we discussed steps one and two last week, and this week we are unpacking three and five. Yep. So let's jump into step three, which is trust. Um, and <clears throat> trust is really kind of one of these, I feel like people act like it's a mystery, but it's not like, it's pretty solid. <laughs> Can you trust <laughs> that someone is who they say they are, that they do what they say they're going to do? Um, it's really being able to, it, to rely on the Lord for his integrity, his strength, you know, if we're just the ability of someone, if you kind of compare and think about people that you really trust, not people that you want to trust, people that you actually really yeah, trust. Um, and it's something to be honestly guarded. And I, and I love that about the Lord, that he's not just like, trust me for fun. He's like, <laughs> well, pursue it, know me, like, you know, yeah. know you know, I want to, he knows us deeply and he wants us to know him deeply. And so that trust yeah. can exist um, because trust is a process, um, especially when things get hard, you yeah. find out the people that you can trust and how you can trust them. There are a lot of people that, okay, I now know who you are. When I go through a hard season, I know who are the ones that are going to be there that are going to show up that I can trust with certain aspects. And then there are some people that I can trust with smaller things and that's Okay. Right. But when we're talking about the Lord, it is being able to fully trust so that when things are really hard, that we're actually able to lean on him, that he can actually carry us. That's the thing. Everybody likes to say that, you know, he can just carry us. Nobody's carrying me unless I know I can trust them. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. not jumping in their arms. Okay? Right, right. <laughs> I need to know that you're good and that you've mm-hmm. got this because I'm not letting go easily. <laughs> Right. And so um, I think, you know, one of the things, if you look at just the process of trust is, is really knowing his presence, you know, ask him where he is. Will you show me where you are in the situation? Um, You know, we, um, Melanie and I know someone that's just incredible. And she's like, I'll just walk in a grocery store and be like, okay, Lord, show me where you're at. And I was like, (laughs) is he at the papayas? Like, where is he? And I, (laughs) Lots things of I do not ask myself when I want to do a grocery store. I'm oh, like, that's something to aspire to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hate yeah. grocery stores, so I don't know that the Lord's yeah, like, there at all. Really, okay. Does anybody go and to so, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like where, yeah, the bread aisle. I don't know. So anyway, but I just love that like that. And it's not weird when she says it. I'm like, this feels like it should be weird, but it's not like she yeah. really is connected with him in that way. And it, I love that, Um, you know, but, but even like, going back into situations that were hard, right? So maybe you think back and feel like the Lord wasn't there. Ask him to show you where he was, right? And pursue that. And he is happy to be like, let me show you where I was. Let me show you what I was doing, you know, so that you can kind of see the ways that he was moving that didn't make sense at the time. Mm. Um, Another thing in building trust is reading out God's promises and knowing that is what he said. This is what he said. And so I'm going to lean on those promises know them in your heart, know them, speak them over yourself. Um, And then also his personhood, being able to reflect on his character and remember who he is. And I say this a lot, but you have to pursue the character of God. You've got to be able to seek that out in the word, because there are a lot of things that on the surface can seem very contradictory, but as you dive into it, you see his character show up more and more and more. Um, And so, you know, we've all had experiences where our, uh, 
trust has been broken, whether, you know, now if it's by the Lord, it wasn't him, you know, and that's one thing I've come to the conclusion. If I don't trust you, it's because of me. Okay. I get that. And not from a place of shame. Um, it used to be, but now from a place of like, okay, so what do I, what do I need to do? What step do I miss? Right. Let's figure this out because I know you're good and I do trust you. And then the seasons that I don't feel like I trust them, I go, I don't feel like I trust you. Yeah. (laughs) And I need, and I need you to help me figure that out, you know, but we do it together. Um, and that's, you know, where I've kind of found myself in hard seasons lately has been that, okay, fine. Like, I don't know, I'm mad and I need you to help me. And, you know, I need you to help me build this, but I do believe you're there. Right. So at a foundational level, I do believe you're there and that you're good. Um, and so, you know, when we have trust that's broken, we end up being limited by it. If you can think of like just super somebody that you've been intimate with either in friendship or, spousal or whatever, when, when trust is broken, man, it is hard. It is so Mm -hmm. difficult to regain that. And so what we have to do is walk in forgiveness. And, you know, some people will say like, well, you can't really forgive the Lord, but I mean, you kind of have to, if you think he did you wrong. Right. And you Mm -hmm. may know, like consciously, like, I know it's me, but there's gotta be a level of forgiveness of like, I'm sorry that I held on to that. That's good. You. you know, I've got to release that. And I've got to, you know, we like to put God in a box and, and sometimes be mad at him and he can take it, but he can't stay there because he's got yeah. to be able to be out and, yeah. and able to carry us and able to walk us through healing, you know, and the forgiveness that we need to walk through. And so, you know, being able to, um, we have written down here to live a life abandoned to God. You must face the times when you felt abandoned by God. Mm, um, and I think, is that something Debbie actually said? Yeah, I was actually going to say, we never yeah. gave the shout out on this episode that we did right. on the last one, that the teaching, that the <laughs> yeah. notes that we're sharing with you guys and a lot of the things that we're um, bringing in this series is straight from teaching notes. Um, when Debbie Harvey from our UK location came over here and spoke. And I remember... The first time I heard her speak on this was like two or three days after we had miscarried. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk yep. about her saying, and that was a direct quote of Debbie's, to yeah. live a life abandoned to God, you must face the times when you have felt abandoned by him. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about somebody trying to keep herself together in that room. Yeah. I think I, I texted like, you actually, you good? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And that was where, that was, uh, that was where a lot of just even some of the, like we do teachings now on being angry at God on heartache and suffering. Cause that is real life. Y'all, there are going to be seasons where you're like, oh, I thought you were this. And clearly you are not this because this is what just happened to me, you know? And so, and, and, and you can know it in your mind, you can know it in your head, but there's a reconciliation that has to happen yes. where it's like, God, I know you're good, but I do not like you. And I don't think you were good. I do not think you were yeah. good in this mm-hmm. circumstance. And, and so like you said, Brooke, it's not a problem with him. Mm-hmm. It's more a thing that you've got to work through with him. Right. And let me just tell you that that process is so worth it. Like it's it so worth it to put yep. him almost to the challenge to say, God, I'm going to need some help in processing this in a way that brings me back to that place of trust because I'm not there. That's right. And we can't disqualify it by saying, well, but I know he is great. Okay, great. In in our head we do, but you got to feel it too. And being able to, to do, to go through that process of trusting him, you know, like, you've got to be able to do that because it, it doesn't, it'll lead to our next step. Number one, you know, but the other thing is like, I use this example, like if my kid is mad at me, the last thing I want him to do is go 
get in a room and not talk to me yeah. about it. Yeah. Come talk to me about it. We'll figure it out because I right. love you and I know that you're, it's going to be okay. So I like having, realizing that with him, like when he gets silent, that's when I'm worried. Right. <laughs> right? Like let, like let's chat it out, you know? And so I, I, I've been able to kind of break those lies of like, like, well, God's good. And so if you feel this way, you're just wrong, you know, like forget yeah. all that. The Lord's like, nope, let's talk about it. Let's Absolutely. figure it out. Let's Absolutely. learn what we need to learn. And then we can, step number four, you know, this is my favorite thing to do, love. <laughs> we can uh, love. Well, but it's so, oh, it's just so, so good. Um, I can just so clearly and easily go back to those days where I, if I was being so honest, I'm like, I do not trust God right now. I do not love God. Like right. I do not, I do not feel an ounce of trust or love towards him, even though my, you know, Bible believing brain will tell me he's good. And and here's the thing. The Lord does not abandon you in that process. No, I just, I've had, I've even had to remind myself in this current season that I'm in, like when I feel like I got nothing to give him and I got nothing to say to him that he's like, Hey, guess what? My heart towards you hasn't changed regardless of where you are, regardless of what you think about me, regardless of your doubts, regardless of your anger, like my heart towards you and my thought towards you have not changed one bit right. and that he's going to remain constant and that he's actually a pursuer. And, yep. um, and I just, which I makes love him that trustworthy, by the which way, makes him trustworthy. And right. which also at the end of the day is what love, which is step four here is like all about, there's that, there's that constancy. Mm, I don't know if that's a word. How about that one? <laughs> I was I was going for constant, but I don't know what the I guess constant is the word. Yeah. There's this um like he is he is always going to be right where he is and he's always going to have his heart towards you will not change. His 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 thoughts towards you, his ideas towards you, um his desire to pursue your heart will not change. Um and there is something so settling about that. And so secure in that. And if you think about the kind of friendships that you want in your life, if you think about your marriage, like, or what you want to aspire to in marriage, like, that's what you want, right? Is someone who's like, hey, guess what? And like, we're all imperfect. So nobody's going to sit here and say that they've got an earthly relationship that is as secure as their relationship with the Lord in this area. But for someone to be able to look at you and say, hey, no matter what, like my heart for you and towards you, it's not going anywhere. Like it's, it's still here. It's intact and it's secure. And so if you want to get to this step four, if you want to fall in love with the Lord, you really do have to kind of stay the course and you have to wrestle through. Why don't I trust him? Like what is keeping me from that place? And, and you have to, you have to be willing to go through that with the Lord. Um, and he's, man, he's really good and faithful to respond. He really is. It may not happen like overnight, but he will respond. Um, and, you know, there is a piece of this that's like, you have to be okay with being entirely you in his presence. Like everything that is you today, right now, wherever you are, you have to be okay with being that in front of him. If it's angry, if it's if it's not angry, if it's great, if it's happy, if it's doubtful, if it's just like dead, like if it's just depleted, whatever, whatever is you, you being able to be comfortable with that in his presence and trying not to be perfect for him. Um, allowing you to be you, 
allowing God to be God. Right. Um, and I love, I just love the story. Even like when Jacob like wrestles with the Lord and he's like, man, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm not going anywhere until you bless me. Right. Until I hear from you, until I receive from you. And so, um, that's kind of what we're talking about in this step four, in this love place. Um, and I think that the challenge in this specific step is that it, you know, I mean, I know we all talk about like love is a verb and you know, like, <laughs> DC talk, dude. Right, right. Oh, um, so guess what that. I'm listening to later. Okay. So glad you got that reference. Um, yeah. But like in the context of what we're describing in this steps to intimacy piece, we're almost talking a little bit more actually about the feeling of love. Okay. Like that there's an emotional response to the Lord, with the Lord, that I'm feeling this connection with him that is love. And so, you know, Psalm 28, like for, is a good example of this where, um, you know, it says the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy. And with my song, I praise him. Like there's just this like explosion of emotion inside of you, you know, towards the Lord. And, um, and that's a, that's a great thing. It's an awesome thing when you start to begin to have these feelings of just love and affection for God. But at the end of the day, the reason we have to keep moving forward in the steps and the reason why love is not the last step of this is that feelings. I mean, we all know this y'all feelings will not sustain you uh-huh. in the long haul. I used to work with teenagers y'all and they would get so fired up and passionate about the Lord. And I'm like, Hey, if this doesn't get steady and have a really strong foundation, it's going to, it's going to go so fast because these feelings are great. There's nothing wrong with them and there's nothing wrong with wanting them. Um, but when those lovey feelings go and you don't really feel like connecting with God, you can't rely solely on this feeling of love to motivate you into the things of God. Cause it's just probably not. Um, and it's, and it's wonderful to begin to fall in love with him, but it is faith that sustains you. It's faith. that's the foundation. Um, otherwise what you find yourself doing, and I've had seasons of this, where I did this sweet college age, Melanie, you just, you start to like chase the, chase the big spiritual high at every conference or worship service that you possibly can, because that's what's sustaining your walk with the Lord. And that's, that's just not a stable place. Y'all there's a place for the high. Um, but that is not at the end of the day, what's going to provide that anchor and that strong foundation. Um, it's the relationship. It's that personal history that we've talked about. Um, it's that knowing of the Lord. It's all the things that we've talked about, but especially where we're headed in that last step. And so Uh, The last thing I will say about the love thing, though, is that you are often going to be tempted to only accept the love that you think you're worthy to receive. Um, And so you cannot move into this place of intimacy that you're about to talk about, Brooke, um, until you have actually walked these same steps to intimacy with yourself, which might sound weird and might sound a little crazy. But but truly, can you say that you love yourself? If not, it's really going to it's really going to be a barrier to you ever experiencing this intimacy with the father. Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically-based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. 
If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. You know, there's a level of intimacy, especially physical intimacy, when we're talking about that, like between a husband and a wife, right? Like that involves nakedness, right? It's like, literally, yeah. this is me. This is, I mean, you know, and there's some gotta point, be, it better. It does. It's it better. Yeah. yeah. We could go off uh-huh. on a whole tangent on that. I'm sure. Yeah, I won't. Um, I'll be cool. Yeah. But, but truly like in order for you to be able to do that, you've got to be like, I mean, comfortable in your own skin, if you will. Right. Like, and so I think you have to walk through these steps with yourself and get to that place of where you, you know, and you believe at your core that you are worthy to receive the love and the intimacy with the Lord that we're actually talking about here. Um, and so if you're like, I'm not there, a great place to start. I mean, okay. So the first step to intimacy is attraction, right? So a great place to start is like, what is it in you that attracts you to you? Like, yeah. what do you like yeah. about yourself? Right. And if right. you can't think of anything, ask the Lord, cause I promise you, he's got some good stuff of yeah. things that like, and we, we do this a lot of times at our workshops, like ask the Lord, what's one of your favorite things about me? Mm-hmm. Like, and the things that the Lord shows people is beautiful. So that could be a place to start if you're just really not there. Uh, that's a really good place to start. It's always funny by the way. Cause I, you know, when we do our workshops, it's always for me too. <laughs> Every single time. So when we're like come to empower a lot of times because we also get things out of it. Uh Um, But yeah, it's funny because I'll ask him that like almost every time. And it's always something that I like, not always, it's sometimes, it's often something that I would not have said. Oh, about yeah. myself. You know, it's Usually not it's like, you don't cause I'm good yourself. at being like, this is what I like about myself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm good at that. You know, but it's usually the more intimate things, the things yeah. that I tend to not give to him that he will show up. And like you said, you not only, if you won't accept love and you can't love yourself and kind of figure all of that out too, and allow him to love you well, um, you don't only don't move on to intimacy. You don't move to a deeper level of love either. Like it's really, you know, and in, in, in especially, I mean, I'll go into that counseling marital relationship. Like you can only love your spouse as deeply as you're allowing yourself to be loved. Yes, you know, there yes. is going to be a barrier there. And so it doesn't mean that things aren't fine, but if you're talking about a deep level of connection and love and then moving into intimacy, yeah. like real intimacy, there has to be a vulnerability there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I love that thing. I'm just, that was really good. Thank you for adding that. <laughs> so, um, and then, uh, the next thing we have is step five. So we're there. That's it. That's all you need. And we're done. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, that was <laughs> intimate. It's it. You get a big, a big light shows up and that's all. Um, but no, but I think it's really important that we say for step five for intimacy, once you arrive, okay, is that intimacy is not a feeling, but a state of being. And again, this is not just like, I feel intimate today. No, like, that's not it. Like, you just are. Um, And it's a state of, like, being in close association or affection. So this is about the daily abiding, right? The constant conversation, the actual, like, relational, you know, equity that you have with, that the Lord has with you, honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, and vice versa. Um, But you may have heard, oh, the... This, uh, if anybody remembers What About Bob, if you uh, haven't seen that movie in a while, of course, please go watch. <laughs> Where are we at? Anyway, as a counselor, I've got lots of thoughts and feelings about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
anyway, but he talks about the, the book is like intimacy and it's like into me see, right? Do you remember this? That's from that movie? Yeah. I did yeah. not know that. I did just, not remember that. But now that you're saying it, I do remember that from the movie. Yeah. So, Gosh. so anyway, it's basically, well, I mean, and that's what it is. Like, you know, as cheesy as that is, that is, that's what it is. Like, Hey, here it is. This is what I got. This is who I am. And also that you're seeing that about the Lord too, right? Like I see who you are. And even when things don't make sense, I know who you are yeah. and we're able to be stable and consistent in our relationship together, that there's not the ebbs and flows of like feelings and emotions and all that, like those exist, but they are, we are not, we don't live and die by them, right? We're not, you know, as the Lord has told me many times, get off the roller coaster, just get off. (laughs) You don't have to ride it anymore. And I was like, but it seems so fun. Uh, It seems so great. It's fun 50% of the time. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's like, or get off. And so (laughs) it's like ride him at Dollywood. Okay. That's it. So anyway, but I think, you know, and, and I can say this for me, there are facets of ourself, of our heart that we're comfortable with the Lord seeing. We're like, okay, this is fine. You can know this, right? Um, but there are other facets that we're not. And that is where the relationship gets deeper. That's when it gets good. When we're like, you know what? He knows me and he still likes me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's a really important aspect that he loves me. He pursues me in those places, yeah. not just the places I'm willing to show him, but he's like, show me that good stuff. Let me work on that. And out of those weaknesses, when he starts healing that and building that, that's when our life starts moving in consistent breakthrough. You know yeah. what I mean? And that can yeah. look like a lot of different ways, but you know, Psalm 139 is, is one of my favorites. It's, it was one of my dad's favorites. So I, as a child adopted it as my own, you know, of course, <laughs> but it has, it has uh, stayed true. Um, but search me and know me, right? So that same word know is from Psalm 4610 that you referenced, right? Yeah. Which in the original Hebrew means to become acquainted as with a friend. And so really knowing that, know me as a friend, as a deep friend. And I think we live in a world where we don't have a lot of deep friend, you know, relationships. And so this may require a pursuing of what does that even mean? And a pursuing of, you know, what, you know, kind of moving out of intimacy, but what phase am I even in? I think if you've heard both of these podcasts sitting down and going, well, where am I actually at? Because sometimes, you know, we're in trust, but we're not really in love yet. And we're in love and we're not really in intimacy. And sometimes we got to go back and be like, I got to remember why I agreed to do this in the first place. (laughs) Why did I even, why was I attracted? Um, And so when we talk about just applying this to our lives, I think one of the best places to start is like I said, where are you at? Just start there, figure that out and then talk to him about what's next. And it it is a cycle. It is a process. There are going to be seasons that it feels like you've pulled back some but once we hit that level of intimacy, then, you know, you're like, oh, I'm kind of pulling away. It's time for me to pursue and push back in, mm-hmm. you know, with that. And you know that there's friends you haven't talked to for a while. And then you talk to them and you're like, why have I not talked to you every day? Yeah. <laughs> you are great, you know, and being able to, you know, pursue some of that. And so um, and remembering that um, I think we talk about this all the time. You're not at square one. Mm-hmm. So if you go through a season of feeling really deep intimacy with Lord, and then all of a sudden it doesn't with the Lord and so it doesn't feel that way anymore. And you're kind of picking back up. You, not, nothing was negated. You all had like, it was solid. It was real. And it built a foundation and it's so much easier to get back to when yeah. you've already started pursuing those things. So, yeah, absolutely. I remember, um, you know, I, I talked about when, when I first heard this teaching and, um, Debbie Harvey, uh, our staff member who was teaching it, you know, said, Hey, when you have a season and it, and it 
sends you into this place of like, oh, I don't know if I trust you anymore, which literally was where I was that exact day. I was like, oh, I just backtracked. And and she literally said, you have not backtracked. The enemy will tell you that you have backtracked, that you had this with the Lord and now you've gone backwards. And I, I love the analogy that we often use of just like going up a mountain Mm -hmm. and just that idea of like, you know, you may find yourself coming back around a corner and going, wait a minute, I've seen all of this before. Why does all this scenery look the exact same? Did I go backwards? But what you don't realize is you actually made a whole lap around the mountain and you're higher and you're just getting higher and you're getting higher. And so when you find yourself in a season where you're like, I am back to square one, I don't even know about him anymore. You know, like you've gone through something hard or it's just a dark day. Do not let the enemy tell you that you've gone backwards. If you are continuing to pursue the Lord in your journey, what it is is an actual invitation for that foundation to grow all the stronger and all the more. And, you know, I've, I've shared that before. I'm like, I can now look back on that season where I thought I had backtracked. And what I realized was that the Lord was saying, no, I'm literally about to take you deeper with me than you've ever known before. And so that is important for people to know when we're talking about these steps, it's not like a forward and backward motion. It's a cycle and it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper with the Lord. So, um, man, I know what to do. You know yeah. what to do. That's the yeah. thing. I mean, we, you know, I, people doing counseling, right? They'll be like, I just feel like I'm back at square one. I'm like, and what do you, what do you think you should do? And they'll list all the things. I'm like, but you know what to do. This is it. And the Lord reminds us of that. Hey, we know what to do. We know yeah. what to do. And like you said, he goes, I'm going to take you deeper. And you go, okay, yeah, well show me, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, and that's such a different level than it would have been had this happened 10 years ago mm-hmm. to you or, you know, whatever you're walking through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there, there is, a foundation built. It does not go away even when yeah. we don't feel it. Yeah. You know, it's so good. And, then, so and it anyway. may not be even be extreme, like to this, to that, like, Oh, it's just this yeah. horrible. Dark. It may just be like, man, I used to feel so passionate about the Lord yeah. and have that feeling of love. I don't really feel that anymore. I must've gone backwards. And right. I just truly feel like the Lord is like, when you're building this personal history with the Lord that we're talking about, what ends up happening is that, and I'm seeing that more and more as I get older and older of like the every season walking hand in hand with the Lord, it just, the foundation gets deeper and stronger and deeper and stronger. And the relationship gets richer and richer. So do not think that you are going backwards, but you're just going deeper and just going higher with the Lord. So that's exactly right. um, So anyway, Guys, we hope that this is this series has been helpful to you. And I love, Brooke, I think that's the best takeaway for people to say, where am I today? Like, where am I in this? And what can I do to strengthen the step that I'm in right now um, with, that, with that pursuit of going to that next step? Um, and, um, and just really asking the Lord what that looks like for you. I think that's a really, really great takeaway from this. And so again, hope this has been helpful. Hope this has been practical. That's what we're always after here. And um, we truly do. I mean, we just pray and and believe for each of you that are listening um, that no matter what stage you're in, just knowing that the, the heart of the Father is for you, that He desires that place of intimacy with you, that no matter where you are, if you've got shame around the stage that you're in, the Lord's heart towards you has not changed one bit. And He is a faithful pursuer. And so just stay the course, like keep doing the things you know to do, and He will respond. Um, and I believe that 
our friendships with the Lord, our closeness to God, our intimacy with God will just truly just get deeper and deeper. So we hope you're encouraged by that. And we hope that you will join us next week on Mercy Talk. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.